This that we say that you need to have five quarters of a cow of flour to be chayvim chala, that shir chala. So the thing is, hasar v'hasubin v'amursin mitzdarfin v'hashin. The these other things are added. I'll just I'll tell you what they are in a second. They count to be mitzdarf towards the shir. So it doesn't have to just be the so to speak pure flour. These other things also count, um, and those things are. The, the, the Din mentions three things, it's really a Mishnah, has sa'ar, which is the sourdough, that's what we would call yeast, but sourdough really means is that you take um, flour, a uh, uh, dough from today, and you leave it till tomorrow, the, the yeast multiplies, and you have lots of, then tomorrow, basically that's now a bowl of yeast. Um, notice that it's flavor to it, but it's, it's meant as just a way of putting in yeast. It looks like dough, right? It looks like dough, but it doesn't taste like dough. Um, it's what's called sourdough, and it's, the Gemara says it's not really like um, by, the, by the time the day is over, the, the, the yeast has multiplied a zillion times, and that's a bull yeast. No, I didn't try making it. Um, but bakeries use it. That's what bake, more professionals use it. Um, aside that it's yeast, it also gives a certain character to the taste. And the other two are Hasubin Bahamursin, um, which we're, for today, going to just call bran. That's what we're going to call it. I'm going to explain to you what that is in a second. That's where my picture is before. Um, but the, the, there's really, it's a, it's a big challenge we showing them, and of course, Leiden Lachornim also as to what that means. Um, there's Mishmur about it. Rechaim Kineski has a long thing about it. Um, some people want to say that Morsin means the husk on the outside of the, the kernels, and that the, the, the Subin means the bran. Most people do not seem to say that. Most seem to say that they're both shearing within the bran, two variations in the bran. Part of the husk, isn't that discarded? Yeah. What's the brand? I'm com- coming to it. Just give me a second. But I'm going to take your brand this in a second. Okay. That's what the picture is for. I'm going to get that in a second. But for our purposes, for our purposes, we're just going to call the Sa'ar and the Morsel, we're going to call them both brand. Okay. There are probably different layers within the brand or different variations of the brand. Uh, what did I say? I'm sorry. Subin and Morrison, that's what I meant to say. Um, again, there's a Mishabur about it. There's a long, Chayyaskeh has a long shtickle about it. Um, but for our purposes, we're going to call them both brand. Okay. So these things are all but starved to the shear. Im, but the Shulchan says, Im, Lashem B'lai HaKadah. That's only talking about if you kneaded them into the batter without uh, sifting them first. I'm going to explain to you what that means in a second, but it means without separating them first. So you, you created the flour that had in it the Subin and the Morsin. Of course, that's all you get later on, but the Subin and the Morsin were included, and then, so those count towards the Shia. Avo, Imrikate, the Hifish, Morsin If, before you had made the batter, you had, you had sifted out the Morsin, and it also means... Most people hold that it means the subin also. If you sifted them out first, the cause of the and then you give them back in later on, but it doesn't count towards the shear. So it all counts to the shear if it go if it's if the flower includes it naturally, but if you add it in then it doesn't count towards the shear. Okay? So to understand what's going on over here, um, I'm gonna i I'm gonna try to describe to you at least my understanding of how you make flour. And that is like this. Um, okay, while we talk about this, ju- just for the Whatever. We're going to mention four of the Lam Tesmachos are going to come up in here, for those of you who care. Okay, um, then it's like this. When you make a... When you, when you see wheat growing, like out in the fields, if you drive past it, uh, when you see wheat growing, uh, at the top of the, of, the, of the stalk, there's something called a head. Okay, and the head got in it dozens of wheat kernels or wheat berries. That's the official name, wheat berries, okay? And each one of the berries looks like this. Okay, this is what the berries are. Okay, and the berries are... You want to the flowers. I'm, I'm going to explain to you what the fire is. Just give me a second. I'm going to explain to you. Okay. The berry is, the berry is, the berry has an outside of it has a husk. Okay? And the husk is a, that's the 
like flowery part of the outside, the husk, okay, um, that's not considered to be food. And the way you get the, you remove the husk, you do two of the malachas. The first malacha you do is the malacha of dash, uh, which is to say you crush or you thresh the whole kernels. And what it does is that separates, that, that cracks off the, the husk off of the rest of it. And then the husk is very light. It's more like a leaf. It's not very light. So when you, then you use wind to blow that part away, leaving the, the kernels behind, the, the berries get left behind, you blow that away. That's the malacha of zero. Okay? The, the, that, those are the things that get the husk off. Okay? That's, that's before you... That, that's sort of a, a preparation step. Okay? Now you have just the kernel, just the, the wheat berry, and now that berry has three parts to it. Okay? There, there are three parts to the berry. The, the smallest part is on the very bottom. Um, it's called the germ. That's the part which will eventually grow into the new plant. Okay? That's the, 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 like, what we like, so to speak, the seed. I mean, this whole thing is called the seed, but it's as if that's the part that's going to actually grow. Um, it's about 2.5% of the kernel, and it has in it a number of things, vitamins, of course, and proteins, and particularly it has fat, significant amounts that it has fat in it. Okay? The, the next part is the bulk of the kernel. It's about 83%, they tell me, um, which is, it's a starchy part of the kernel. It's called the endosperm. Okay? And that's going to be the food which the germ is going to live on for the first few days to get itself growing. Okay? That's what the, the germ is what's actually going to grow, the, and the endosperm is here as food. The Baruch gave it its food to, keep it, to get it started to be grown. Um, it's primarily made out of starch. It also contains in it the protein, or the gluten. That's a protein, kind of a protein. And, of course, an assortment of vitamins also. Okay? And the last part is the bran. It's like an outside shell that goes around the endosperm and holds the whole thing together. It's about 14.5%. Okay, that's like a shell that holds the whole thing together. Um, got also a whole assortment of different vitamins and minerals, but, and, and it has lots of fiber. Okay? It's, not, it's not really a digestible part. It's, it's mainly fiber. Okay. So when you want to make, when you want to make um, white flour, today's topic is whole wheat flour. But to get to whole wheat flour, I just need to make white flour first. When you make when you make white flour, the white flour comes from the endosperm. Okay, the endosperm—that's the starchy part in the center. The way the way you get the endosperm out, okay, the way you get it out is you you put the you put the kernels through two wheels, okay, they, and the two wheels spin at different speeds. That's what they do it nowadays, okay, the stainless steel wheels, and they spin at different speeds, and the action of putting it through between these two spinning wheels, the wheels are spinning, I don't know what the word is, but opposite directions, okay, in an opposite direction, and, and the grains fall in between. And what it does is it breaks it. That's what they actually call it, a break. They, they break the kernels. And the idea is to break the kernel into these three different parts. You want bran, endosperm, and germ to separate from each other. Okay? Now, in, in the first break, it's obviously not going to be very perfect. You're not going to get a perfect, just by running it through two wheels, you're not going to get it to break everything into its little pieces. So what happens is, after the break, it goes through, that break is called tachin, okay, that's tachina. After it goes through that, it gets sifted. Okay, and the way the sifting works is, it's like um, a huge box, a huge box, and the box has in it four or five screens in it, and the, the screens are of different sizes, get smaller and smaller sizes, screens going through the thing, and as the, the if you've broken the kernel, it passes through these screens, and the whole thing shakes, okay, a, a, a flour mill, the, the whole place is shaking, okay, the whole, these, these big boxes are dancing around, okay, they're all shaking around, as it's up forth, which is miracate, okay, miracate, it's sifting it, but instead of sifting it, we think of with one sifter, they have five sifters on top of each other, okay, four or five of them on top of each other, to get the different types of things to get out of there, okay, so the, the top layer catches bran, 
Okay? The brain is the thickest piece that break off the brain. Now what the brain... It, when it breaks, it naturally separates into three different No, pieces. no. Yeah, it breaks up into... No, it just breaks up into a million pieces. So on the top layer, you're going to be so brain... pieces separate, otherwise it would, they wouldn't... On the top layer, you're going to be brain that has endosperm attached to it. Not gonna, they're not going to be perfect. In the first break, you're going to get brain that still has endosperm in it. On the next layer down, you're going to get things, they have other layers, I'm not sure what all these mean, middlings and sizings, those used for like uh, farina and feeds for animal feed, and then you get to lower layers that have germ. The very lowest layer is the pow- thinnest, most uh, powdery item, that's the flour. Okay, so on the first break you get a little flour. Those layers come from the endosperm? The, the flour comes from the endosperm. Yeah. Germ came from someplace else. No, no, but you said between the... The middlings come out of... They're a mixture of these things, I'm not sure. Uh, and the top layer is brain with endosperm. It's so how does flour get turned to a powder? Oh, it's got loosened. Yeah, it got loosened. It just got broken apart. Just by smashing it. Just by running through there. In the break part, but it's not... In the break part. No, in the break. The branch should get in actual plant, is flour already? No, it's what we would call flour. It's as if it's flour. It's Roughly powdery. I guess, I guess going through one break is enough to just break it apart in flour. It's roughly yeah. loose. So, what, so what's, what's going on? In the, in the first break, you get a little flour and a lot of the other stuff. Okay, and then what happens is each of those layers of sifting goes off to its own stream. So at the bottom of this big dancing box, underneath it you have a bunch of ho- of tubes of stuff coming out of it. Okay, the different streams that you've collected. Okay, the, the pointer. So, so you have whole wheat flour, the whole wheat part is also the same size as the flour part. I'm coming, I'm coming to the whole wheat. Right, right now, right now, right now, we're coming to whole wheat. We're coming to whole wheat flour. Right now, we're talking about white flour. Right now, we're talking about white flour. You know what goes, what's soyless and chemical? Those are finer grades. How many napoys did you put it through, right, until you put it through your base napoys? So you put this. The more sifting you do, the more garbage. It's thinner than soyless, I don't remember. I don't know. The more, the more you sift it is the more of the undesirable parts you get out and the more of the, only the finest stuff that comes through to the bottom. Okay, so what happens is that that's the first break. After the first break you've got a little bit of flour and a lot of other stuff. Then you take the bran from the first, from the first break and it goes to a second break. Okay, so that, that bran gets broken a second time. The rest of the stuff is not broken. That's done. I should say it's done. The rest of the stuff goes off to be either used as is, or could be milled to make it finer. Maybe they don't like the thickness of it, but it's, it's finished being sifted. Now, the, the, the brain goes to be a second break. Usually, they come with this three, four, five breaks in a mill. Okay, so it goes from the first break to the second break, and each time, you, you sift it through these bunch of different sifters and get all the different layers from it. Okay, and the idea is, you're trying to get up as much flour, as much endosperm, that has no brain attached to it. Okay, that's the goal here, is to get as much of the flour as you can, and, and to sift out as much of the stuff you don't want out of it. Okay? How did they do it 2,000 years ago? Good question. Yeah, there's a second. No, they used to sift it. Oh, quite a, they used to sift it. They would break it, they, they would mill it. it. They didn't make white flour. They did. They would, mill, they would, they would uh, mill it, and then sift it again. Yeah, sorry, so it's it's they sifted it. So I imagine you need to have a type of milling that doesn't turn it up powder. Yes, yes. You couldn't sift it out. Yes, because because if you... If you, if you milled it too finely in the first break, in the first break, you wouldn't be able to get the brain out. The idea is to mill it a little bit, not perfectly, this way the brain stays by itself, and that way you could sift it out. You want to it's sift it out. Okay, so, um, I didn't tell you, but I'm saying before this, before you start this whole process is what's tempering. It's a, it's a Pesach shayla. You temper it, you soak the grain, you, you get the grains moist, because it helps the brain get off better. Okay, now, um, 
this is what people did. Well, it's a gap for Hanukkah because you know everything is. Yes, yeah, I'm, uh, that's going to be in the weight symbol. Yes, correct. Forgot about that. Yes, correct. Okay, the, that was what I just described to you is how you make white flour, and that's what most people did. Okay, but people who couldn't afford it, people not who couldn't afford this, the process, but people who wanted to have their flour stretched a little bit they would not separate these pieces, and they would keep the pieces inside. They would keep the bran and the germ inside. They would keep it in their flour, because it stretched their flour, okay? It made, it's, it's, instead of this much making a pound, it also made a pound and a half, the face, whatever it was, another close to 20% bigger, because the, the bran and the germ take up, I don't know, I'll figure the number together, uh, so 17%. It also minus the germ. It doesn't have the germ or the endosperm. Right. It has just the endosperm. That is the germ or the bran. It has just the endosperm. Okay, so now, the, the lemais is, but, um, so, so with this piece, the Gemara, the Gemara uses that to answer a, a kasha. Yeah, the Gemara is a steerer. The Gemara in Shabbos, Shabbos, is a steerer like this. There's a mission that says that the, the Subin and the Mursin are not mitzaref to the shear for Hoytzah on Shabbos. The only kind of on Shabbos, if you take out something that's chashev, it has to be a certain size, but I don't know what the shear is for, for flour, but whatever the shear is, the subin and the mursin do not count to the shear. Why does the Mishnah say that? When the Mishnah we just had, what we just mentioned, says that the subin and the mursin do count towards the shear challah. So is it, does it, is it edible or is it not edible? And if it's edible, it should count for Shabbos. If it's not edible, it shouldn't count for challah either. Okay? So the answer is, the answer is, taket is edible, the etzim is edible, but the Gemara says, Shekane Oni Ocha Peter Belusa. Okay, only an Oni would eat his bread with the other pieces included in two, with, with, the, with the whole flour. He wouldn't, he wouldn't, everybody else, the standard people eat it only with white flour. They sift it out first. And therefore, for Shabbos, you have to have a shear that's Mokhashim, and therefore the, it doesn't count. But for Khal, it just has to be edible, and yes, edible it is. Okay, so edible it is, and therefore it counts the Shekha. Okay, so now that we've heard this, how you make, that's how you make white flour. And when you make whole wheat flour, you don't do all this sifting. You just grind it up, and you have what you have. Okay? So the, so the Shukran says... What's white whole wheat flour? White whole wheat flour? I don't know what white... I don't know if there's a thing as white whole wheat flour. I, I, I believe there could be such a thing. Then there must be someone... It's not a time anymore than Right. If you tell me there's a thing as white whole wheat flour, I'm, I can't... I've never heard of it. Someone's coloring it. Someone's bleaching it. No. Someone's... Or someone's bleaching it. Someone's doing oh, something to change the color of it. Okay, okay. I, I actually maybe have a heads before this, but I, I'll tell you. Okay. So now, the 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 because of this, we can't, now let's go read back our din again. The din said, the din said, if you grind the flour compl- completely and you keep the the subin and the mursin in, you keep the bran in the original mixture, it counts as a shirkala. If you take it out, if you if you did the sifting and you made white flour and then you threw the bran in, in after it, it does not count. Okay. I'm going to tell you more about why it doesn't count. In a second. But for now, that's what I didn't say. If you sifted it out and ate it back in, it doesn't count. And if you kept it in, then it does count. Okay? So, all, all this that I told you so far is all the way things used to be. Okay? But in, in most places, from what I hear, most, many or most places, depending on who it is, in the United States and Canada at least, don't do this. Okay? They don't make whole wheat flour the way I just described to you. I told you the way you make whole wheat flour is you grind it up and you don't bother with all this sifting. And what you do is you just grind it up and you have your flour. Okay? But nowadays, mm, the mills use something called recombination. Okay? What does that mean, recombination? Recombination means is they, they, they sift it, like I said, they're making white flour. They do the same dancing and sifting that they did for making white flour. And they have all the separate parts. And they have these, now they have these huge containers of all the different parts that came out of the, out of the flour. And then, 
They add the pieces back in. You want whole wheat flour? Okay, so you get 14% bread. Oh, you want a little less, but you get 13% bread. And you get a little more, a little less. The bread, we throw some germ. Some people do put in germ. Some people don't put in germ. It's the whole debate whether you should or you shouldn't put in germ. And they put it in, and they recombine it to, cre- to give you uh, the whole wheat flour. Okay, so why would anybody do that? Okay, so actually... No, I think it's more complicated. No, no, take all the fat off the milk. Right. It takes all the fat off. Exactly. And then... 1%, 2%. Even if you want whole milk. Hold of it. Right. No, okay, so why do they do it? So the CRC gives Hashkocha to a milk, who actually doesn't use this method. They have three, <laughs> three heads bearing as to why people do it. One is for the simplicity of it. Okay? It's just easy for the milk side. Everything gets separated into white flour, and then, depending on the orders, we refill up. That, that was one Hesper. Another more... Okay, more legitimate, if we could use the word. Hesper was like this. The... the the bran contains in it enzymes, and the germ contains in it fat. Okay. Both of those cause problems to the shelf life of flour. Okay. The fat is the easier one to understand. The fat turns, turns rancid in your flour. So instead of the flour lasting this long, if you include in it the germ, it's not going to last that long, because the germ is going to start to rot. Let's say, I'm making up a number. Let's say after 60 days, instead of after 90 days, that the bran would have, that, that, that the endosperm would have lasted. And the bran has enzymes in it that also have an effect on the flour, the shelf life of the flour. So, if we separate them first, then you could do processes of the individual little pieces. You could take the, you could take the germ and heat it to, to uh, make it that it won't go rancid after it. You could do different things you need to the each piece and then stick them back in. And all of a sudden, you have a long shelf life for these things, okay? In the olden days, supposedly, they used to mill things when they wanted it. They took out the wheat, ground it up, and they used it for that day. It wasn't a shayla. But for, for nowadays, they wanted to have a long shelf life. So that, was a, that was a better... Uh, make you feel a little better, like they're doing it for good reason. And other thing they said it had to do with particle sizes. If, if you grind everything together, um, you get one, sort of one size, and this way you could take each of the pieces and grind them separately, and that might be the answer to his question, how to get the whiter whole wheat flour. If you grind the bran really finely, it may not make such a difference, it may not show as much, it may not speckle the thing as much. Well, right, well, maybe they put in less bran. Right, you put, you put, they put in bran, the mill says they put in bran as per the order. If, if the customer... Oh, or, so you can get to this whole wheat flour, it's really only half whole wheat flour. You Correct. Now, this, this whole thing that this method called recombination is a huge debate in the mills and in consumers, okay, because people do whatever they want to. No one could tell whether they're getting this one or that. We said, yeah, right, there's no rules. So the people, the, the purists say, I only want my flour that should be mama's ground, the original way, all together. I don't want you separating and putting it back together. And the other guy say, what do you want from me? I'm doing, basically, I'm giving you the same thing that you had anyhow. What do you care? I'm giving you the same stuff. Okay, and then, so some people say, okay, you know, we're going to call it stone ground, when we mean that we ground it all as one. Okay, when we ground it as one, we call it stone ground. And then the guy said, hey, okay, there's no, but there's no regulation that say, what, it has to be, to be stone ground. So they told us, I don't know if this is true, that there's a mill, who after they do the regular process, then they, they pour through the ceremonial stone mill, they just pour it through, you know, and they say, okay, stone ground. So there's like no rules. Okay, so there's big debates about, should they make rules about it? Should people don't like how they're being taken advantage of? That's why our, the one who we give our to is very proud that they don't use this method. It's a, it's a whole debate. Okay. But, so aside from the politics of it and the, whatever, the health questions about it, uh, okay, is like this. What does that say to us now about the sheer challah of the whole wheat flour? The Shulchanah says that if you take it out and you stick it back in, it doesn't count towards the sheer challah. Okay? So does that, mean, does that mean to us that if so, that means if you use whole, if you make, one of the ladies here, probably make this, said to me, she always makes whole wheat So the, is her sheer challah different than everybody else's sheer challah? Okay? why they take it out? Like, why, why, in the Shulchan why were they taking it out? Okay, I'm going to get that. Yeah, that maybe makes a difference. Yes. 
Um, so I'm, let me just give you some numbers, just to help you understand what the, what the question is. Um, we had talked about, two times ago, the shir challah, for regular flour. So the two main sheets that we were working with would have said two and a half pounds to be mafresh without uh, a bracha, and 4.7 pounds to be mafresh with a bracha. Okay. For whole wheat, whole wheat flour is a little lighter, it's less dense than white flours, so the shear would be 2.3 pounds and 4.4 pounds. Okay, that would be the shear for whole wheat flour because it's, it's a little less dense than white flours. Okay, but if you don't count this 14.5%, then the shear becomes 2.6 pounds or 5.1 pounds. Okay, so it makes a, I don't know, a tremendous difference, but a, a somewhat of a difference between should, it be, should the shear be 2.3 pounds or 2.6 pounds? Okay, that's a certain difference between it. Or, or for the Widderbrach of 4.4 or 5.1. Okay, so there's a difference in how much the shear should be. I'm not including, if, if, you, if, they, if they included germ, the shear is even a little bit smaller or even bigger. Okay, so um, that's a question. Sh- should we, seemingly, if the Shulchan says, if you add the stuff back in afterwards, it doesn't count towards the shear. So it means when you say to someone, you need, this is the shear, it's not true. For whole wheat, whole wheat is lighter, so it uses a little more, a little less flour, but it's, it includes all kinds of things that don't, that, so to speak, don't count. That's the question. So, I think, I think, that the answer is that it's not true, and it really counts. Okay. In order to understand that, that we have to look at the Yushalmi who explains this thing. Okay, this Mishnah that said if you eat it back in, it doesn't count, and if it was there originally, it does count, if Yushalmi talks about it, as you can imagine. Yushalmi says like this. Yushalmi is a kasha. The Mishnah here says, the Mishnah says um, that if you eat bran in later on, it doesn't count towards the share. Okay, this is the Mishnah, this is the Mishnah at the beginning, at the beginning of uh, Hal. A later Mishnah says like this. What happens if you take flour and you add rice into it. Okay, you take wheat flour, and you add rice into it, the Misha says, under the right conditions, it counts towards the Shechala. Okay? Well, so the Yushami says, I don't understand. If rice counts towards the Shechala under the right conditions, how can bran not count to the Shechala? Bran is that much more wheat than rice is. It doesn't make sense. If rice counts to the Shechala, why wouldn't bran count to the Shechala? That's Yushami's kasha. So the Yushami says, Yushami has two answers. One answer is, it's true. It's a machlekes between two mishnayos. Rambam Gamliel the holds that these things don't count. Rambam Gamliel, the, the Mishnah that says that the brain in it doesn't count is going is going to Rambam Gamliel. The Mishnah about the rice is not like Rambam Gamliel. In fact, the machlekes between the mishnayos, the Mishnah doesn't say that. You don't see any names of the mishnayos, but in fact, a machlekes between the two mishnayos. In fact, the coins both they're the same. If the rice counts, then the brain counts, and if the brain doesn't count, then the rice doesn't count either. Okay, now, we know that's not, we don't pass like that answer in the Yushalmi, because our din said if you add the brain in, it doesn't count, and if you go a few halachas later, it's going to bring the din of the rice, that if you add the rice in, it does count. Okay, so that answer in the Yushalmi, it's one of the truths in the Yushalmi, but it's obviously not a halacha, because, again, the, the, the six halachas apart from each other, we pass like both of those mishnahs. Okay, so we don't like that answer in the Yushalmi. What's the answer in the Yushalmi? Of the answer in the Yushalmi? It says like this. Yushalmi says, when people make um, when people make batters, they add all kinds of things into their f- batter. Like, uh, uh, I'm adding a, uh, you can guess a few words here. Uh, people add eggs and cocoa and sugar, all kinds of things get added in. And rice is a thing that people would add into their batter. That's a normal thing to do when you make a batter. But nobody adds in, no, now nobody's not exactly the right word, but basically nobody adds in bran into the flour, into the dough, and therefore the Pasuk says, you have to be from the arisa that you would make, that means is what would be a normal person to make, it's not derech isa, 
it's not a derech of an isa to add bran into it. And what that means is, bran is not an edible thing. People don't add bran into their food. Uh, and therefore, the, it's not derech isa, and therefore it's not high, it doesn't count towards the shear, because it's not the normal way you'd make it. Isa, darshan from this possibility of, der- of Arisha Sech. And the sugar does? And the sugar is a normal thing to add into an isa. No, the sugar doesn't count, but sugar potentially counts. So for example, the rice meets some condition, and therefore it does count. But at least it's with, it does, the bran would count, theoretically it would count. But it's not derech isa. Okay, it doesn't count because this is not going to make isa. Like, for example, let's say you made something that wouldn't be lechem. Okay, you made so then it wouldn't. It would be right. So sugar can't count for another reason. It's always so rice, for example, is something that could theoretically count. And when rice, the people ate it in. That's, it's just there there any common ingredients people, people that we that we ate that would count. Excuse me. Are there any common ingredients oh. people ate today that do count? No rice. Yeah, right. Common ingredients. Common ingredients. No, no, we don't have anything today. We don't have other examples. Yet. We're going to see when we get to the test. But then there's certain things sometimes that accounts. And we'll see there may be other things that have those. Pashas, no. Pashas only, it's a special thing for rice. But there's, there's such a thing, there's such a thing, we'll see when we get to look at why there is. There's such a thing that things that are not from the Hamish Smith doesn't could count when they're added in. And that's what, that's what, why rice is better than rice? We'll find out why. But that didn't bother you something around. There's a mission that says if you add certain things in, it could count. Why that is, if you could cheat over Shabbos and look at or you could wait till we get there, we'll be there soon, okay? Um, but, but, you know, so, so the brand would be the same thing, except that it's not the Rechizidin, and the Shach brings us in, because as I told you, the other, the other territory Shabbos, we don't pass like, we obviously don't pass like that. This is the, the Shach that the Shach brings over here, that's for the Shach, why for this thing? Yeah, because that's what we're passing. We obviously don't pass them like the other territory of Shalmi because <laughs> you'll see, turn the page and you'll see that we're passing like the dinner of the right. Yeah, what comes to the Ramah? Right? What comes to the Ramah? Okay, sure. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay. 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 sit down. Sit down. Whatever. So, so now, that's, that means to say is like this. The, the din that adding bread into your flour doesn't count towards the shechala. It's not a zeris akasav that bread doesn't count towards the shechala. It's not like he said if you eat eggs. Eggs don't count because it's not a thing that can count towards the shechala. Bread could count to the shechala. It's just that it's not derech isa to, 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 to be in the shech flour. It's not derech isa. And therefore, that's what Shem says. It would count, except that it's not derech isa. But that means is that if, if today everybody makes the whole wheat flour that way, if all of a sudden it became the derech to add it into that way, that's the way you make whole wheat flour. Until half an hour ago, you didn't know you make whole wheat flour. That's, that's just the, way, that's the derech nowadays. That's the way you make whole wheat flour. You, we would say that they grind it up like some kamonia, but it's not true. They have to separate it and add it back in. So now, all of a sudden, then the, now it is derech isa. All the Shalami said was that only if it's not normal, if it's if it's normal, then it can count. If it's not normal, it doesn't count. And no one says taka. Oh, nobody would put, barely anybody ate the brain in the first place. But for sure not to eat it in later on. So therefore, it didn't count. Nowadays, people, that, that's you, hey, you go into a mill, that's how they make whole wheat flour. If you have whole wheat flour in your house, that's the stomach how they make it. What does derech isa mean? You translate derech isa to mean normal. that's a normal way people make isa. Correct. You have better way to Maybe derech isa means... What's normal? What's normally in it? What's what people put normally put, put in the dough? Only poor people put it in the dough. Okay. And how do people more people? Like, why don't you, let's say, let's say, I don't know. There'd be more poor people in the town in this place. There's a lot of poor people. They're all eating. They're all eating whole wheat bread. But the way to do it is they separate it. Well, they did change two thousand years ago also. 
So to speak, Chazal went out and made a survey, and they found that what people ate and what they didn't eat in, and they, they had 20 ladies in town ate it rice, and only two ladies in town ate it bran, and therefore they came up with this thing that it is derech or it's not derech. He says he doesn't think like that. He says he, the way he sees it is that the derech isa is based on a, a, a hashara, which is bran is not edible. Bran you can't digest bran. Okay, so nobody adds into their batter things that don't play a role in the food. If it's there already, so it's tuffle. If it's there already, it's part of the whole grain, so it's part of the thing, so it should count towards this year. But why would anybody in? It's like saying, would someone eat in sand into, into flour? We don't have to look into the survey. It's not because we know that most people don't eat sand into their food. It's that, why would anybody eat it in? You can't eat sand. It doesn't have any, any value to you, so nobody would eat it in. So Mamela, they said it's not Derek Isa because it, it, it's a thing that makes like no sense. It's like, imagine if you added the husk into it. Husk... Obviously, it's not edible. No, no more sugar would eat it, but not because we surveyed it, we know how many people. It's because it's not an edible. Not, it happens to be the din that it is edible. That's the din. We're possibly in Truma. It is actually edible. But most people wouldn't eat it because essentially it's considered not really a food item. Okay? So, in came, and therefore he said it doesn't make a difference. It, it, it's something inherent to the brand. It's not something that because of the, a survey that nowadays we could change the survey. Okay? That's what he said. Then, so I, I heard that also. It's then probably all known. Okay? And therefore, if it will not count to the share, if it wouldn't, there, it's still not the Rechisa. It's not the Rechisa. So, no, the, uh, then, Rebbe Yomelin said to me, he said, no, he, doesn't. he said, maybe Rebbe Freeman is right. Let's accept even that he'd be right. He says, but, how goofa that you say that it's not considered edible, and that people don't get it in because this is not an edible item, how goofa is not true anymore. Okay. Nowadays, nowadays the actually nowadays the fact that it's not digestible, and the fact that you don't get as much nutrition, I mean, you get like vitamins out of it, you don't get nutrition medicine out of the out of the brain. People say, no, it's good for you that you should have fiber. Okay, all whole goof that it, that it passes through your system as fiber is good for you. People pack it in, they make an effort, they'll pay extra, or they have a. a, a preference for the whole wheat over the other things. In other words, there's lots of people who only eat whole wheat, not because they're poor, not because they can't afford white flour, it's because they think, they, to them, that's a preference 
happens to eat that, they, for the same dollar, they can buy whole wheat or they can buy regular or white flour, and they have to buy whole wheat. For them, that's considered a mila. So what, what the whole idea here, really, what the whole Yushalmi is based on, which is, Shekin Ani Oichel Peter Belusa, only an Ani would eat his food like that, that whole thing is really not, it, it doesn't apply anymore to us. And nowadays, we don't at all think of it like that, that only Aniyam eat whole wheat flour? No, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, Aniyam eat french fries. I mean, Aniyam don't eat whole wheat, they don't eat whole wheat flour. Have you seen Aniyam eating whole wheat flour? No, I mean, that's what Mrs. Obama's all about, you know what I mean? Stop eating french fries, and eat more whole wheat flour. You know, that's, that's the whole, nowadays it's not like that at all. So, the whole point here, which is that nobody put it in, because, like our Freeman said, because it's not an edible item, or people don't use it because it's considered the garbage, it's the soilless, that's what we don't eat, that whole thought, seemingly doesn't apply anymore. All of that, so in which case, the, the din might still be true, maybe if someone added in bread and like by hand, uh, but seemingly, the application we're trying to say is for, for this case, with, uh, where they added in to mamash like holy father, seemingly shouldn't apply. Why would we give it by hand? I'm not sure. Uh, but adding by hand maybe is a little more... If it changes according, you know, to this man, and it's not something that's Absolute, because I said it's like this, and it comes inherent in absolute. Then okay, yeah. So I have I have some examples. I thought about any brand by here, but I have a few other examples, and you'll tell me what you think about them. Okay. What happens if a person adds in? I'm sure you, I'm sure you've heard of this. People putting in wheat germ into their food. Okay, wheat germ. What's wheat germ? Wheat germ is this part. Okay, this is the germ. Okay, they separate the germ out in the in the in the flour mill. The germ, the etzim, would spoil. Okay, it would turn rancid because it had the fat inside of it. But they process it so it doesn't do that. They make sure that it won't, it won't go rancid. And then people buy it, and they, they consider it to be, some people consider it to be healthy, and they eat it into their food. So what if that person goes at home, and they take, and while they're making their, their bread, they stick in wheat germ into it. Okay? Actually, because some whole wheat flour doesn't even have wheat germ in it. Okay? Well, they understand they want to have more wheat germ into it. Okay? So what do you say now? Is that also derech isa to edit in because people like whole wheat flour? Or do you say, do you say, nah, people are buying flour that has bran in it. Most people actually don't get germ in their flour. Even through recombination, most people don't get it. And, and adding wheat germ still doesn't count towards the shichal. Because wheat germ is not like adding in suvin and mercin into it. It's something that mamash was separated out, and once it's pulled out, seemingly, it shouldn't count towards the shichal. Okay? That's one question. Okay? Another question, that's what our example here is. Okay? is something called um, vital wheat gluten. Okay? What's that? That is, that the endosperm... Yeah, I'm getting that. The, uh, the endosperm is mainly starch. That's the bulk of it. It's starch. But it also has protein in it. And it has the famous protein, or at least what some people think it's famous, uh, the, pro- the protein that's in wheat is called gluten. That's the name of the protein that's in there. Okay? And the, the protein has very special properties that other proteins don't have, which is that it's very elastic and stringy, and that's what helps the bread rise. Okay, when, when, the, when the starch ferments, when you put the yeast in it and it ferments, the gases that get uh, given off, they get trapped in by the gluten that's holding it in, that's very elastic and holds it in, makes it like a balloon that it fluffs up instead of them escaping, just getting out. Okay? So, what happens if somebody... Now, how, how do you get vital wheat gluten? Vital wheat, wheat gluten is different than the brain and the germ. Brain and the germ are physically separate pieces from the endosperm. If you cut open a wheat kernel, you'll see brain, endosperm, and germ. You'll see those three parts, the three distinct pieces of the kernel. But the gluten is not a separate piece. The gluten is part of, basically, we would say part of the endosperm. The endosperm has two components that are basically the same. Okay, how do you get it out? So I tried to do this morning. I don't know how successful I was. Okay, which was, okay, first I tried to make my own batter, and that was a complete flop. Okay, my batter came as a whole flop. Okay, so I asked one lady here. Flour and water. 
I was a complete flop. I was a flop. How did you flop? Was I thinking ice cubes? Yeah. Water? <laughs> it's not as easy as thinking ice cubes. No, it's not as easy as thinking ice cubes. It, just, it, it came out as a watery, gooey mess. It was a watery, gooey mess. Okay, so I asked one of the people here who makes hollow a lot. Uh, I said, can you make me better? Okay, so they make me better. And then I, then I split it into here, into two. This is the, this is the plain flour and water bath. Okay, that's the flour and water bath. Okay, then I took the other half. I don't have my other shit here. I put it in, already in the car already. And what I did is then you take the, the flour and water batter. You put it into some kind of a filter. I'm not sure. We'll do the trick. Okay, and you rinse it with water. Okay, and you rinse the whole thing with water. And as you rinse it with water, you see something, that becomes the starch, pouring off. With the water, the water goes in clear and comes out cloudy. Okay, all the starch is pouring out of the thing, leaving behind just the gluten. Okay, and this is supposed to be the gluten. It didn't come out as stringy as I was hoping it was going to be. Or as, unless you touch it if, you, if you're courageous. Um, now, that's what we think is just a good thing. We're not sure. This is the flour. This is the plain flour water. This is the regular flour water mixture. This is supposed to be the gooey. It didn't come out as good as I hoped it would. Um, so, I don't know if I have a, a really qualified uh, undershirt. But anyhow, so, it, so if you can wash out all the starch out of it, leaving behind just the protein. And the, and the, so that stuff is sold, and you can buy it in the store. It's called vital wheat gluten. Okay? Now, if you take this stuff and you cook it the right way, it makes something called seitan. Okay, which is considered a meat substitute for vegans who don't want to eat meat. Just the gluten, just the gluten, and you and and you cook it up. You cook it up, and you make this thing called seitan. Um, I won't tell you which cinnamon I think it belongs in over here, but it's, it's, it makes a thing called seitan. Now, so 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 so, but there's another thing you could do with this. That's one thing you could do. With this. There's another thing you could do with it, which is you could take the gluten. The difference between winter wheat and the primary difference between winter wheat and spring wheat is how much protein it has in it. Okay, when you want to make spring wheat and winter wheat are used for different things. Winter wheat tends to have winter wheat has lower amounts of gluten, like 8, 9, 10 percent protein, gluten, and spring wheat has 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 percent protein in it. Okay, and that difference in protein makes a big difference. If you want to make challah, you want to make bread, you don't make it with winter wheat. You make it with spring wheat. Because it that has the extra protein to make a good fluffy bread to it. If you make it with winter wheat, it doesn't come out as good. It doesn't come out as fluffy and as and as bready as you want it to be because it doesn't have as much gluten in it. So bakers, professional bakers, use bread flour and cake flour. Those are two different things. Okay, and they use for different ways. Cake flour is the winter wheat, and the bread flour is the spring wheat. Okay, uh, which has effects to Yashem. We'll talk about that in a few weeks, hopefully. But the the so there are people who take cake flour. They take winter wheat. And all they do is they add in gluten into it to make it, so to speak, into spring wheat. They raise the protein level by hand. They take winter wheat, and they, for whatever reason, there are reasons why people do this, they take winter wheat, it's actually a bakery that we know about that actually does this, they take their winter wheat, and let's say the winter wheat came out as 9%, okay? and you want to make it into spring wheat, you need to eat 12.5%. So you add in 3.5% gluten, and all of a sudden, your winter wheat turns into spring wheat. Do they know they just buy the spring wheat, or is this... This is whatever the special reason is why they do that. Also, you turn your winter wheat into spring wheat. Okay, now, the, the baker that we know about it does, it says he gets it at 4%. Okay? And that probably has to do with, we guess, the vital wheat gluten company, and they told us that their vital wheat gluten is not 100% gluten. What's it's about, vital? What's I don't know why it's called that. I don't know why, why, why it got that special name to it. The gluten is about 75%. The, the stuff that they sell is actually like only like 75% gluten in it. So if you make the math, you have to add in a little bit more in order to get the right amount of protein level. Uh, and they add it in to make that. So now... And, and you, people add it more to make the rice better. To make it whatever they want to do. So, 
What about it rises? You know, it's not. Women like cauliflower. It's not. Well, rising. It's that when it rises, it holds yeah. it better. The gas doesn't escape as well. Right. So if you add it, right. So when you, so it rises better. Yes. So a person, a person who adds this in, does that count towards his shiachala? Okay. So now, if he adds it now at two, three, four percent, maybe it doesn't make such a difference. I mean, how much difference could it make to your shiachala? No one's going to be so exact. Does it make a difference to the shiachala if you add that in or not? Do you say, well, you're eating something different, adding a brand into it, or should you say? Guys, this is not bran. This is flour. This is I, this thing this morning was just flour and water. Okay, then I washed it and washed it and washed it, and magically I turned it into gluten. But basically, it's flour and water. That's what it is. So maybe it does count towards a shear. Okay, so for the sheer challah, it's not such. Well, because on the other hand, it's not. It, it's it's not exactly like bran. And bran is physically something well, different. Say, what do you worse than rice? This is part of what this is part of the. Well, so is so is bran. Brain is also not worse than rice, but no, people don't usually add this yeah. thing into their food. But people, people don't. How many people do you know that walk around pouring in gluten into their food? So, in other words, the, the brain and rice are both qualified, and they all qualify yeah. towards the shear. But if people don't eat it, if it's not derech isa, then it's not derech isa. They don't eat it because it's there already. But if you put it in, you put it in, get in. It's, it's part of it's part of the thing. Is there a real dungeon though? You see, I get it. It's the same. It's the same shit. It's the same question. Yeah, what? Oh, what people the derech? What you know? The derech to do and what? What the Lord is saying was inherently long to food, not food. Okay. Is there a way to distinguish between the starch of the gluten? I have one question. Don't leave that. I have one question. Is there a way to distinguish between the starch of the gluten as is? No. Physically, no. If you look at it, it all looks the same. So you might. Okay. Okay. Well, the end of the question is it's not so to get to these people. This bakery that adds in 4%, I mean, how much of a difference is it going to make to the Shirkhal? Not such a difference. But the bigger Shiloh, which I don't have the answer to, is. Do the people who make seitan have to be mafresh okay. If they make it, if they meet the other qualifications for lechem, I'm not sure they do. I'm not sure, I'm not sure if, they, if they meet the other qualifications. But assuming they meet all the other qualifications for lechem, are they mechuyim mafresh hashalah just for that stuff? In other words, what, what did they do? They took a batter of flour and water, and they didn't really do this, but for sort of what they did was they took flour and water, they washed it for an hour, and then they made bread out of it. Okay, now, to us, it looks like they made something different. They made this thing called seitan. But basically, it was flour and water. That's the start off as flour and water. Now, this is off in their factory. The main area of the Right, right, except that they didn't. But they didn't make the dough. They bought gluten. They bought it from somebody else. Somebody else took flour, washed the flour until they got out, just left just the gluten behind and sold it to these guys. So these people, they start off with this thing that's well, for, for the bracha, it's probably easier. It's probably just mizrahim Maybe possibly hamotzi. Maybe so. It's the same question, which is: Could we say this thing? Could we, if they made it into lechem, would we say that this thing is basically it's flour and water? The fact that we put that one element of the flour, what's the difference? Basically, it's flour and water. Okay, so we're just fancy, and we know that this element we call this. It's not like bran that's a physically a separate piece. It bets in the same piece. Or do you say, no, come on guys, there's a reason why they call it seitan. If you take flour and water, it doesn't taste like seitan. This is something special to it. Okay, so actually we were lucky that the first company that we certified, they were Jewish. So we were lucky. We didn't have to think about how first is how. But um, we you did. make bread out of, make bread out of just the soup part. Yes. What's that? Of course it doesn't count. Of course it doesn't count. I mean, that's you, a thing, even if you eat it, it, it doesn't count. What's the problem? It's the problem. That the brain is a physically separate piece from it, and this is not physically separate. This is only like sort of like we, we like magically separate. Really, the brain, the brain itself would qualify. It's a thing in Archive. I don't know what it is. What the brain? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.